Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spleichel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spleichel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. We're happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is winning e-commerce with a long-term mindset. This week's guest is the founder of Alpha Green Group, a digital house of health and wellness brands. With over 15 VC-backed startup scale-ups, Alpha Green uses a long-term mindset favoring strategies such as SEO and acquiring profitable brands and scaling them to enter new geographies and unlocking new growth channels. A big welcome to Alexi Pikowski. Hi, Alexi. Hi, Andy. Excited to be here. And we're excited to have you. A lot of stuff to talk. Now, why? let's start with why do you focus on long-term strategies such as SEO rather than shorter-term immediate client acquisition strategies such as Google paid ads or, or Facebook paid ads? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. And you kind of said it already in the, when you actually asked, it, uh, asked me that. So long-term SEO is a better strategy because long-term it is something like CapEx where you invest in your growth versus Google ads and Facebook is short-term. And while you can get great results initially, your competitors will see what keywords work and what creative works and they will replicate it. And with SEO, uh, you can actually start decreasing your customer acquisition costs over time. Uh, and that's why, why we focus on that. Having said that, for example, on Amazon, we actually do use um, pay-per-click as well. because you use the, the Amazon pay-per-click? We do, exactly, because actually their pay-per-click uh, enhances the organic as well, right. because the, the, the more reviews you have, uh, the, the, the better you rank. And in order to get more reviews, you obviously need to spend more money on ads as well to get them faster. So, uh, but when it comes to Google and Facebook, we, or when it comes to Google, we do invest much more into SEO than we do in ads. You know, you brought up an interesting point, and many listeners might not know that, that there's a big difference between the Amazon ads and the Google or Facebook ads in that Amazon ads, the traffic and stuff all helps your organic placement, your free placement, while Google ads are completely separate. They don't help at all. Now, yeah. a lot of companies do both, right? They're, they invest in their, in their SEO, especially on their own websites or Shopify sites, et cetera. They'll be investing in their SEO, but they don't have can't don't have the luxury of the time, I guess, to wait to generate those sales and want sales right away. And they they use Google Ads and Facebook Ads, but you you don't do that. Yeah, well, we as I, as I mentioned, we we usually focus initially on SEO, um, and then we we do ads as well from time to time. But um, depending on the product, depending on the vertical. Um, 
yeah, ads is just something we don't really uh, like doing. And that's such, I, I mean, I will get onto something else. It's just such a unique uh, approach because almost everybody who wants to grow runs ads. Is it because it's just, you know, you feel it's too expensive? You you feel it's just not worth it in the short term? It's not profitable? I mean, what what is the reason for, for yeah, not really yeah, doing yeah. ads? Yeah, you, you're right. The majority of, of players out there, especially D2C players, use use ads to grow or mm-hmm. let's say used ads to grow until they went bust or ran out of money, uh, which is currently the case. Um, so the, the reason we kind of like stay away from ads is we are trying to stay away from Google uh, paid traffic as a platform, right? And that's why we focus so much on Amazon as our first uh, channel when it comes to profitable growth uh, with SEO on Google as a second channel. And then we are trying to always look for other channels which are less mainstream. So for example, it could be certain out-of-home strategies. It could be inserts. It could be uh, driving traffic from Pinterest. It could be adding our products on other marketplaces such as Etsy. Um, So various strategies which are slightly less crowded mm-hmm. and therefore we don't need to prioritize ads on, on Google or Facebook. Now, the focus of your of your brands, the, the different companies, all they appear to all be in the health and wellness space. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that? How did you get into health and wellness? And do you believe those strategies <clears throat> such as not using Google. I mean, is that because of health and wellness? I know that's a really crowded space. Or do you really think that that most people should be kind of following this 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 path? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess to answer the question, we we need to start um, three years ago. And three years ago, the whole business strategy was to build a CBD marketplace with the aim to then add THC products, uh, with the aim to obviously. Uh, benefit from uh, legalization uh, legalization around cannabis initially in the US and then later, let's say in, in the UK and Europe. And A, uh, legalization didn't actually happen uh, on a federal level, nor did it happen in, in the UK or Germany on the national level. And uh, secondly, when we were building the CBD marketplace, uh, we were not allowed to actually run Google or Facebook ads. And but you so still we, you still can't. You still can't. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why we became so good in 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 it, running the SEO. SEO. Exactly. And then uh, I guess how we got into this health and wellness space and became more a group and an operator and an aggregator of certain uh, brands rather than just the CBD marketplace was by uh, launching uh, an agency focused on SEO on the back of the marketplace, let's say success we had in terms of organic traffic, and then a lot of the brands on our marketplace asking us to help them on their own domain and the own SEO. We launched the agency. With the agency, we saw that we can scale brands actually easier than the marketplace. We then got clients who were not in CBD. We realized it's even easier to scale uh, where, where you don't have so many challenges. Um, and then we acquired a scented candles brand in January uh, this year, uh, which was 100% on US Amazon. And we acquired it for 
a two times profit multiple making $340,000 in sales. And we tripled the sales since while keeping the profit margin uh, close to 15%. So um, that's how we kind of ended up doing what we're doing now, right? It's not that we one day woke up and said, okay, we have to focus on health and wellness. Having said all of that, I used to play second National League water polo in Germany. And then I, I always was super um, into, you know, kind of healthy living, healthy food. Um, and so thinking about, okay, what kind of brands do we want to own? We want to own, let's say, brands with a purpose. And I think being in health and wellness is a bit easier to actually have a brand with a purpose. And again, health and wellness for us also includes um, certain areas of beauty, certain areas of fitness. It's not just, let's say, food and supplements and let's say creams, right? Yeah, that's a great story. So really you you developed SEO because that was the only option. I mean, you couldn't right. run ads and then you, you got good at it and said, hey, why why should we pay for ads for anything? I mean, this is working and it's, it's a lot more uh, economically feasible. Now, when you start with a new brand, a new company, let's take that candle company. Mm-hmm. What is the first thing that you do to start driving more traffic? And is that something that a listener could also do? Yeah, well, the first thing we do is to optimize the listing. So this is, again, very Amazon specific, but um, inside Amazon, you have the concept of SEO as well. It's slightly different. It's not about the amount of content and backlinks. It's much more about have you written your listing in a proper way, covering all the keywords you want to uh, rank for? Have you created kind of A plus content, which means really good quality of uh, pictures uh, and just kind of like structure again of the of the store storefront. So this is kind of like let's say the the lowest hanging fruit, and this is where we start from. Followed usually by adding way more uh, well paid campaigns and basically also putting more budget into it uh, because, as I mentioned, on Amazon because it's still not as crowded. It got kind of crowded. Let's say in the in, in 2020 and 21 with all the aggregators coming in, but again, most of them are in, in financial distress now. So, but initially you had kind of like customer acquisition costs spike there, but to be honest, they are still super, super low compared to Google and Facebook. And so running ads on Amazon is actually still a very profitable strategy. Do you also sell stuff on, I mean, I assume the CBD you have to, right? You can't really sell that on Amazon, but like the candle company, are you selling it on your own website or is it a hundred percent on, on Amazon? So when we acquired, um, the, the brand, um, there was a website, but it was an affiliate website. So it was just redirecting, uh, once you clicked to the Amazon, um, page in the U S um, so we are about to launch a new D2C page, uh, multilingual with also um, uh, German language there because we, we see Germany as kind of a third market after the US and the UK. Um, and But kind of like launching a D2C uh, presence uh, was now our top priority of, let's say, kind of one of the biggest value levers was to actually launch Amazon in the UK first, um, then launch Amazon 
in the EU. And then it's launching D2C and, and, and starting the SEO game there. You know, I'm, I'm kind of curious, I, off topic a bit, but that you're in Germany, I've, how is, I mean, I've always heard that there is opportunity outside of the US and that actually, if you look at, there might be a lot of opportunity because the, the actual cycle I've always heard is about five to seven years behind as far as e-commerce growth. And then that might've changed with COVID, but um, you know, when I, when I drive around the neighborhood in Southern California, an Amazon truck is stopping at every other house, right? What, mm -hmm. what is that like in Germany? Is it that same kind of proficiency or is it just, is it catching on more? I mean, where, where is it in Europe? Yeah, you're right. It is still fairly behind. Um, I would say it's probably, yeah, four or five years behind. So people still prefer to go to the physical store. Um, they would also prefer, and we 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 talk to probably a brand, one two brands a week, and we recently talked to a, a German brand. We're kind of looking at as a potential acquisition candidate. And what's interesting is that the owner was saying, "Look, um, a lot of our customers once they buy a product on Amazon." they never ever buy it on Amazon again and they always go directly to our website. And the website looks really, really bad, um, but they basically want to not give money to Amazon, right? Which is very different in the UK and, and the US where you know Amazon will do prime delivery and if you don't like it, you can return it and you don't have all this headache as you know, compared when if you do it directly with the with the with the brand from the own website, right? So it's still a very very different attitude. Um, well, having said that, again, the competition is much lower. So even though the market is 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 not there yet, and it, it is picking up, but again, it's it's slow. Uh, the competition is much much slower. None of the brands attracted any of the funding uh, they they did in the US. A lot of the U.S. brands are not focusing on, let's say, local markets in Europe because they are just tiny compared to the U.S. And then that applies across all the different growth channels, including SEO. I mean, the keyword difficulty is much, much lower in Germany. But yes, the search volume is much, much lower as well. You know, that really, I mean, it's a great point. You need to know where you're selling, right? Because it's different. Um, I mean, I think that's fascinating that, the German market, they'll buy once, but then would rather go straight to the, the retailer's website. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great tip for people selling in Europe. Now, talking about acquiring customers, what would make a good fit for your company? What would make you interested in acquiring a company to add to AlphaBrain? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are looking at a few criteria. One of them is uh, recurring purchasing so there should be some sort of element where product is being purchased every month for example uh, so for now, example, does that have to be a, does that have to be on like a subscription style or just that um, the normal no, the normal purchase be, about a month yeah it could be it could be a normal um, obviously subscription is great but then again they might not trade at a, a lower multiple which we also um, have as kind of a key criteria. So I would say just the ability for the customer to, to 
continue buying it every month, for example, such as a scented candle or I don't know, eye patches or whatever, manuka honey or matcha tea, whatever, um, rather than a one-off purchase, such as let's say a piece of fashion, right? Um, and that's just because the lifetime value of the customer is so much higher if there is this recurring element. Um, and, and uh, you know, it might not be obviously 100% subscription, but usually you might have 10 to 20% subscription or recurring purchase, even though there might not be a subscription, but you can then also increase um, your revenue always by really effective email marketing, um, giving people the ability to purchase that item again, maybe over certain um, holidays or during certain yeah, seasons. Um, so that's like one really important thing for us. The second is the brand has to be profitable. So we obviously have seen, especially this year, but it kind of started at the end of last year, that growth at all costs is not really uh, the way to go. Um, and everything is kind of going back to how things were in the past, which is all about, okay, profit actually does matter and um, sustainability and cash flow are important. Um, so we are trying to only look at profitable brands. Um, and then ideally, it's not too complex. So for example, there might be only a few products and there is room to develop more products. So we wouldn't probably look at a brand which has I know, 50 different products. It could be obviously two different products and then each product has five or 10 different variations, i.e. different scents or flavors. Um, but we would try not to acquire a brand with a lot of different products because that obviously adds a lot of supply chain complexity, which will A, add more to the whole due diligence efforts. And then it will also just take longer to really integrate the brand and, and kind of like have that transition completed. Well, I mean, that sounds great, right? You have a profitable company whose customers are buying frequently and there are not very many products to manage. But why, I guess, why would a company sell? I mean, it, it sounds like that'd be a perfect company to have. Yeah, 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 yeah. And look, it's, it's, I agree. I mean, a lot of people uh, ask the question, of course, when we approach them, like, why would they sell? Um, okay. And the answer is, you don't need to sell. But for example, let's say you're really bored and you've been doing Amazon for the last five years and you can't just, you just hate looking at the same, I don't know, skincare product you've been doing for the last five years. And therefore, you might want to sell. Uh, equally, you might have, uh, you might want to retire, or you might want to buy a house, and you know it would take you three or four years to get that house if you wouldn't sell. But we could actually pay you the same amount of money today. So, but what is what is that? What what is the multiple? So we we again we acquired the center accounts brand for two times profit multiple, which is let's say the lower range of all the multiples out there. I would probably say we could go up to you know three and a half times multiple if we have some sort of earnout in there as well. Um, look, it's not a high multiple, but again, we are only bidding usually on brands who just have an Amazon listing. They are not brands with a massive D2C presence, with a massive email marketing list with amazing UX, UI, right? So it's more that 
we bid that multiple and then we put all the other things in place to actually grow that brand beyond just this Amazon presence. Now, if you are a business owner and you, you know, you are tired of looking at your products every day, you wanted to change, what, what kind of actionable advice would, would you give that person? What, what do they need to get in order before they would be ready for somebody to, to purchase their company? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, having really good documentation and accuracy in your financial numbers and your processes and all the material you usually use helps a lot. Um, so being very professional, basically, and, and, and prepared. Um, probably not having any issues or any pressure to sell. So it's almost better to have conversations when you're not even looking to sell. And that will A, allow you to start getting into the mindset of what are potential buyers looking for? How could you optimize your brand or your company to 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 be worth more um and it also allows you to actually build relationships with certain people who again might not be the guys paying maybe the highest multiple but the certainty of them actually closing the deal and not trying to screw you is for example higher right like in my kind of previous life as a private equity investor we looked and we, we knew most of the companies who were coming up for, for, for uh, exits um, two years in advance, right? Especially in kind of large cap and mid cap private equity, you don't have uh, as many first time, let's say, founders or whatever founders exiting the business, but it's a lot of like other private equity funds or smaller private equity funds keeping the businesses and then trying to sell them three or five years down the line. And kind of you already know What's coming to the market you already start positioning yourself you start conversations both the seller and the buyer already talked a few times and then when the moment is right uh, and the seller wants to sell uh, the seller almost knows who he can sell that target to that's some great advice now if you were looking forward you know 12 to 18 months in the e-commerce industry um you know, I guess in Europe, that's where you're got most of your products, but even overall, what, what do you see happening with the e-commerce industry over the next year to year and a half? Yeah. Well, for, first of all, 96 North, 90% sales are in the U S oh, uh, okay. um, and we just launched the UK two months ago and Europe will, will probably launch after Q4 now. Um, but yes, Alpha Green IO, the CBD uh, sales are, are in the UK mostly. But look, uh, I would say, you know, uh, 12 to 18 months, I mean, given the world is changing every six months at the moment, it's difficult to predict, right? But what I can say is that you are seeing uh, discretionary consumer demand going down, um, which is a result of uh, increase in inflation, um, and equally this whole like geopolitical and just economical uncertainty right and so people are starting to spend less um and also one has to actually say that during covid um from let's say after the bounce back and spring 2020 
to summer 2021, you obviously had massively inflated sales numbers in the first place. So one can almost argue that um, current, currently we're just normalizing to how things would have been uh, if there would not have been a pandemic. Um, so looking at the 12 to 18 months from now, I would say we'll just continue to be kind of flat slash a bit negative. Um, and then at some point, hopefully more on the kind of 18 months plus uh, mark, some sort of recovery. Hey, what's up there? This is Andy. I wanted to take a quick break from the show and talk to you for just one minute. You probably know that I've been called the world's foremost expert in e-commerce growth strategies. But have you ever wondered how I gained all this knowledge? First, you probably guessed it. It's through all the years of interviews I've done with experts and uber successful throughout the e-commerce space right here on the Make Each Click Count podcast. And second, it's through all the courses that are available at Make Each Click Count University. From Facebook to Google Ads to Pinterest to SEO, if you are looking to grow your business by either adding a new marketing channel or by optimizing an existing marketing channel like an expert, go to www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. There you will find a course that will help you become an expert in whatever marketing channel you currently need help. Better yet, Choose more than one. Join Make Each Click Count University and join me and other marketing professionals live once a month at our monthly marketing members-only meeting. Again, you can view all courses at www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. Now, let's get back to the show. Now, let's, let's talk about you and, and personally, have there been any business books that you can attribute to your journey as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so so I'm a really big fan of Howard Marks, who is the founder of Oak Tree Capital. It's a, it's a large kind of private equity slash credit uh, asset management firm. And one of his books is called Market Cycle, where he basically talks about cycles in the world. And um, they're various cycles. Um, but as we can see now, we entered a new cycle, which is not really this growth cycle anymore. Um, and it's important because when you're building a business, you are building it for the long term. And it's also more marathon rather than a sprint. So thinking about cycles and timing certain decisions around cycles and, and timing, such as, for example, fundraising, um, but also, yeah, acquisitions is really, really important. Um, the second book I really like is... Um, the Almanac by Naval Ravikant. Um, maybe you've probably read it as well or heard about it, but um, he's, he's the founder of AngelList. And um, he talks, he tweets a lot. And that book is kind of like a collection of all his tweets, but in a, in a kind of nice storyline. And so he also talks about how one shouldn't really be trying to aim for one big success, which will give you all the money but should really try to build up, you know, over a long term, you know, and building things and then kind of like having them compound, which then ultimately gives you the financial freedom you want to get rather than basically every time go for all or nothing and then ultimately not having anything at the end. Well, you know, that makes sense with what you're doing with the uh, conglomeration of companies. Now, 
with that, I mean, is there a favorite success story of one company that you guys purchased and how you were able to grow it after purchase that you'd be willing to share? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's the scented candles um, company called 96 North. It's uh, 100% natural fragrances, organic, uh, soy wax. Um, yeah, we basically uh, acquired it. And initially, we, we actually struggled with inventory quite a bit because we, uh, we, well, we put the order. It's basically the supply chain is, is based in China. Um, and so we acquired a brand in January um, and then in February, there's Chinese New Year. And so we, even though we placed a purchase order for new inventory before February, um, something got messed up in China. And so they basically put everything after Chinese New Year. And that basically resulted in the product and the inventory arriving in the U.S., four months literally later than we expected because there was a massive backlog of again the pandemic and the new Chinese New Year etc and so we started actually really really uh not not great um but we ended up doing extremely well we, we with 3x revenue up now and keeping the margins the same and launching new products we're about to launch rediffusers we're about to launch two new scents for the center candles and we're about to come out with a black colored scented candles collection. And finally, we are now also in the discussion with a few uh, big content creators to launch collections with them. That's amazing. So you are selling this in the US on Amazon. Correct. Yeah. Are you doing, you're doing FBA with this fulfillment Correct. by Amazon yeah. and yeah. you're having it sourced in China and mm -hmm. you're managing it from Germany. I'm managing it from London, actually. Yeah. London. All right. Man, technology is awesome. Yeah. Um, where do you see AlphaWell going in the next two to three years? So uh, we would like to acquire probably two or three more high-quality brands um, and, and scale them, yeah, 10 plus X. Um, I think in three years, 96 North will be probably 10 to 15 million brand. Um, and if we can have, yeah, two, three uh, similar um, to that, that will be a really nice portfolio of, of profitable brands just from, let's say, Amazon. And on top of that, we obviously uh, launch omnichannel and expand globally. Um, and then on top of that, we, we, we own our, yeah, SEO agency, New Optima. We currently have 18 venture-backed um, uh, clients um, and we expanding. We actually also, we just got our first uh, U.S. customer as well, which is a funny enough, a cannabis company. Um, and we are basically looking to expand also to the fintech and B2B and SaaS channels uh, on the SEO front. Um, and yeah, we, we have really good case studies. So we're kind of looking to grow that agency arm as well. And then, I don't know, maybe we carve this out at some point. Uh, at the moment, obviously, the cash generated by the agency helps us to grow and acquire uh, brands without going to going out to race. Um, but at some point, once there is more scale on both fronts, we, we will definitely uh, carve out the agency as well. And how can an interested listener find out more about AlphaWellBrands.com 
or working with your agency? How, how can they get in contact if they want to, to learn more? Well, they, they can go uh, and reach out to me on, on LinkedIn, Alexei Pikovsky, or on Twitter, um, again, at Alexei Pikovsky there. Um, and yeah, obviously, they can also just visit our site and uh, yeah, kind of email us at uh, Alexei at Alpha Green. I, I need to actually change my email still to Alpha World Brands, but I'm being too lazy. Well, this has been great. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up today? No, thanks so much for having me. And uh, I really like your show, Andy. Well, great. Well, thank you again for joining us today. For listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding connecting with Lexi, you'll find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our all-new podcast resource center available at podcast.makeeachclickcount.com. We have compiled all of our different past guests by show topic and have included each of the contact information in case you would like more information on any of the services I've discussed during previous episodes. That's it today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.